Warning, the following episode contains adult language and screaming goats. Listener discretion is advised. The Pinball Network is online. Launching The Pinball Show. This week on The Pinball Show, we go meta again. So like reciprocal, exponential meta, or like back to the meta. I don't know. Dennis and I also chat about Stern production schedule modifications, Foo's rushing in, getting stoned with Stern game updates, a custom goldfinger, flipping out with Din Din, a message from Day Fix and American Pinball, a spooky tease, punny business, this is Spinal Tap, the pinball show starting lineup, and pinball market trends. Oh, and this week, the Pinball Show Club members get exclusive content covering insider information regarding the potential for Back to the Future, the Goonies, and Super Mario Brothers pinball games. You're not going to want to miss that. Iron that favorite polo shirt, baby, because episode 126 starts now. Pinball is a game of skill. For some, it's a passion and a lifestyle. It's time for the Pinball Show. It's pinball with personality. This one is from my one and only true love, Princess Peach. Dennis, you're so cool. And on the show, we're gonna rule. Pinball, 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 pinball. Hey, Dennis. Hey, we're back. Episode 126. This is a big one for us. It is. It's not. It's like a number no one would ever really talk about. Right? So. 125. It's huge. It's huge. It's the best. Yeah, kiss my ass, 125. I got your Koopa right here. Honk, mm. honk. I was hoping we could have taken another month off. I know. Did you ever... Why did I call Bowser Koopa growing up? I thought he was well, Koopa. Well, he's king of the Koopas. He's king of Koopa. So Koopa yeah. is more a, uh, a nationality thing, I guess? Or is it, well, or is it he a, is, a type? He's still, a tor- he's still one of them turtle types. Okay. He's just such terrible turtle rage. <laughs> he's just a mutated he's got a spiky, one? He's got a spiky shell and stuff. Yeah, well, because he's the king. Like, he's upgraded. He's like elephantitis or something. What is wrong with him? <laughs> okay, so Koopa, is, is it the land of Koopa? Or is that, uh, I think that's the land they the rule. Genus species like that, is, the, the whole place is, I thought, the well, you know, I don't know if the whole like, world is the Mushroom Kingdom or that's just like Peach's domain. Mm. I like Peach's backstory. Sorry, listener, we're talking about uh, the new Super Mario movie that, that Dennis has seen, I have seen, and so much so that you did on Eclectic Gamers podcast a, a review of that film for your Patreon followers. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, we had a, the news was light enough and I, you know, I, I'm always torn on whether to just stick in a ton of filler onto an episode or if it's better to just let people get out of there. Oh, lo- people a, love the opening filler, man. I can tell you that much. Well, well, yes, of course. <laughs> but, but I mean like, you know, sticking in like a, uh, no, historically what I'd normally do is we'd stick in like a, uh, more, uh, theoretical pinball topic, for oh, example, yeah, yeah. to fill out time, but we've done most of them and I hate redoing stuff. <laughs> so anyway, bottom line is, uh, we ended the episode really, really early, which I know not everyone loved, but we didn't actually stop recording. We went and then did, uh, over 20 minutes of movie reviews because, wow. uh, Tony and I had both, uh, gone and seen separately, uh, Dungeons and Dragons movie and the Super Mario movie. Mm-hmm. So we were like, you know what? 
let's go ahead and, and do that. Uh, let's do movie reviews, but we'll do it on when put it up on the Patreon. That way people don't feel like that. They're uh, being forced to listen to movie reviews on a pinball and video game podcast. Just so give them a fucking pinball content. Fuck. Mm-hmm. Sounds like pin side way. That's right. No, but we, we, we would never conduct such shenanigans as putting something so awesome. Like a Mario review behind the paywall. Ridiculous. Yeah. That's gross. Just oh, slimy. Mm. But I tell you, listener, what we will do, and you're, we'll, we'll talk about Mario later on in this episode, and maybe if you're following us on Patreon, you'll get the goods regarding bum, 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 pinball. Dun, 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 dun. Oh. Blink. But with that said, we do have to thank all of our followers and listeners, all of our Patreon people, Dennis. Mm, it's uh, I was surprised at how many people have chosen to do it. You guys so surprised Creasel. I do say thank you. Know, I always appreciate people who are willing to support support shows, mm-hmm. our shows, other shows. Uh, it's it is it's appreciated because it's uh, with you know with podcasting, it doesn't you know it's not like AdSense just gets turned on. Um, <laughs> yeah. Maybe some sites can do that. Maybe but. some sites. We looked into the advertising for, you know, how the big podcast. Yeah, but my, you know, my podcast, thing is, is I'm like, are we going to, so we're, we're going to have Audible and Manscaped. That's right. right? Manscaped. Like those are the <laughs> ones that take out all the ads. Like, and it's not really thematic. So, but yeah, thank you to all of our Patreon followers, and all the club members for the pinball show. I was uh, pleasantly surprised as well to see so much feedback. And boy, oh boy, there there are a lot of not only official club members, Dennis, but there are Nordman club level uh, participants as well as the Screaming Goat level participants. I couldn't believe anyone would actually pick that category. It's a fucking polo, man. It's the polo. Mm. Oh. Well, you did say it was going to be like nice and embroidered. So people, I hope, I hope you know a good supplier. We have been discussed so much throughout the different pinball mediums. Is it all positive? Oh, I tell you, people are loving it. Loving the idea of Patreon, loving the pinball show, uh, loving the polo. Polo is trending right now. Uh, I, I I didn't know all of you guys cared as much as you do. So for mentioning us on Pinside, on other forums, uh, in text messages, the angry messages and emails as well, as oh, did you podcast get text messages? videos, <laughs> all mentioning the pinball show and the popularity. Thank you so much. But thank you even more to all of you Screaming Goat, Nord Man Club members, and official club members. We get we had a nice exclusive discussion on Patreon this week. Dennis, how do they sign up to Patreon? They go to patreon.com slash the pinball show. And as a reminder, all you have to do to sign up and support the pinball show and become an official club member is go to patreon.com slash the pinball show, like Dennis said. And sign up to be an official club member for $10 a month, which is going to give you that exclusive content portion each and every TPS release, as well as access to our private TPS Discord, which has been a freaking blast. I think we're surprising some of our club members on how fun uh, that little group is, right, isn't it? Yeah, it's actually, it's had some fun discussions. You know, so I've, I've done seen some of these before where the, the Discord, like, it's not active, mm-hmm. but this one's been active, so I, which is good. I'm glad people are enjoying it. A lot of good ideas coming out of there as well. Ooh, and a lot of juicy information. Not to, not to take away from the second tier, which is the Nordman Club. It's $25 a month, where you get all of the official club membership stuff, plus you're going to get a TPS decal, you get to pick a topic, and a couple of those topics are coming in now that we're going to be discussing in the future on future episodes, and these guys are good. 
they're really good picking some of these topics, as well as a monthly Zoom hangout, which we're going to discuss later in this episode. That's coming up this week, so I'm excited about that. And if you're a big baller shot caller and you just want to do everything you can to support the pinball show, it is unbelievably appreciated. You get a little bit of this. <laughs> At $100 a month, sure you think it's heavy, but you guys have hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of pinball machines. Shit, it's okay. It's all right. Welcome to the Screaming Goat Club. You get all of the stuff that was mentioned, plus you get that exclusive members-only polo shirt that everyone is raving about. They're all talking about it. So many people are upset, angry. Did I say upset and angry? I mean amazed at this TPS polo shirt that I almost want to get an embroidered logo on it. You know, like the polo, the little the little polo player on a horse. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I know the brand. I'm thinking one of two things. Either Din Din riding a screaming goat or uh, how about we get fucking meta on these people that are hating and remember why I made the shill shirts just embrace it. Why don't we get an insignia of an actual polo shirt on a polo shirt? Dennis, come on. So that's a little too Christopher Nolan, if you ask me. It's like some, some inception thing going on here. fucking top? What was that thing? Uh, so you get on the Screaming Goat Club, you get the official members only polo. You also get a personal shout out every episode. We're going to be doing that later on and a little bit of surprise with that, as well as private personalized chat channel with Dennis and I. And that includes all of the insider info, rumors, behind the scenes knowledge, dirty little industry and gasp worthy tidbits the juice is on full squeeze there and you got to keep that confidential because we we dropped some nugs we've already started that people are loving that as well as what we call be our guest where you join a tbs episode with us and we're going to start in a couple of months doing that all of that and more but right now we've got to talk about some pinball or these people are going to drive off a cliff in the california hills you think we got any cal oh Dennis. What? I forgot to fucking tell you this. Uh-oh. I forgot to tell you cuz it cuz it's occurred during TP or during TPF and I was I was in the middle of I was in a funky little mood traveling and stuff like that and then I get this email. And this email spoke about um it was one of my you know I was one of my friends within the movie industry and, and stuff like that and the really nice people that I met through pinball and they were hanging out with the one and only Jason Sudeikis. Remember we talked about Sudeikis? Oh, yes. yes. Yeah. A while ago, yeah. Yeah. So the Sudeikis is a big pinball person, as we've talked about before. You know, uh, the multiple award-winning show, Ted Lasso, as well as Saturday Night Live and everything else. Wonderful. Hall pa- the guy's done so many awesome uh, films, but he's a pinball uh, aficionado. And our friend of the show asked his friend Jason Sudeikis when he was hanging out and said, hey, you ever watch any uh, pinball videos or listen to podcasts or something? And fucking the son of a bitch said yes, Dennis. And not only did he say yes, our friend said, "What have you ever heard of the pinball show? He said, yeah, I've heard it. I listened to those guys. <laughs> Dennis? Do you think maybe they just said that to comfort you? Not Jason Sudeikis, no. And then they well, s- no, I mean, you're a friend. No, he, and then they Jason sent me Sudeikis a picture. Said- with him of Sudeikis and them. They were, they, they were rapping Ted Lasso season three, took a picture, bam. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Pinball. Boner Did you know that? Uh, I'll give you an interesting little side, side tidbit uh, that Jason Sudeikis is, is from Kansas. Yes. Yeah. I didn't know I that. Mean, not originally, not originally, but, uh, but he, he lived in Overland park, which is a, Ooh, it's a city that's that, a, that's uh, a is adjacent town. to, 
Uh, well, it's, not, there's the community. Uh, there's, communi- no, there's a community college there. Johnson <laughs> County Community College, See? I believe, is technically within the boundaries of Overland Park, but, which is just a little bit north of uh, of Olathe, where I live. But we're both Kansas City suburb areas. I so. still don't know why Olathe always sounds so dirty to me. I'd call it Olathe. <laughs> Olathe. Well, it was, I, the, it, was a, it was a tribe. I don't know why I want to lick Olathe. Mm. Jason fucking Sudeikis, man. Hopefully we can get Steve Jablonski in doing uh, doing a film, doing ask, music. They're actually, Jason uh, Sudeikis. I want them both to stop listening. No! What are I'm you gonna ask them. What Just are you stop doing? Listening. Free us of this, because Zach's going to, he's going to go like full Gearbox stu- uh, in one of, you know, <sighs> which is a, the whole video game company, but the head of it is all like uh, enamored with Hollywood and wants to do movies and that's why you want the pinball show to become the you want the pinball show movie. No, it's gonna it, be like you know, it just, uh, it's gonna be like it's gonna be like I could care less about celebrities. It's just these people. A, a SNL I get. skit transformed into. Oh, and I, I don't, just I love film scores and like bam this, the the work this, of somebody I appreciate uh, likes our inspirational stuff. buddy com you know buddy oh, podcast oh, comedy that would be fantastic. And you, where we're traveling around in the flipping out van and, and shenanigans happen. Sudeikis is a, a sneaker fan too. I don't know if you knew that. Sure, he might have stumbled across a lathe, but uh, <laughs> he's, a, he's a sneaker fan. So I, that's mm-hmm. how I, you know, appreciate much appreciate. That's, that's how all. you bonded. That's how you became a fan of his based off of your mutual love of footwear. So yeah, if he does listen to this show, I wouldn't even, anymore either. <laughs> yeah, not after, <laughs> not after this wouldn't. fucking stroke this. Fuck this. Oh god. Uh, I'd say uh, let's transition over to Craig Bobby. That fucking guy's not even uh, giving us. Now an that's a hero week. worth listening to. I need a hero. No, he's not. He's I don't. What is? I forgot what he's doing. I think he's down. I think he's out of town in Texas or something on business. Craig is? I think so. I. I, do they let him out of Canada? They do. He's a business guy. So oh, I've never travels. met him at any pinball events. And, you know, I'm at all the big ones, which is TPF. I think he might be in Houston. Though. Oh, you know, I've never been to Houston. I, I've never been to Houston. I need to go down to their show, the Houston. Oh, that's right. They do have one. Yeah, that's the party And I show. hear Austin is weird. And I hear that from Aust- like Austin natives. They say that it's weird. And they're very proud of that. Austin I've not been to Austin no, either. It used to be trendy. It's not anymore, I don't think. Oh, is it not? No. Now it's just mainstream. It's too mainstream now. Is it? No. Is it Olathe? It is not the Olathe of Texas, no. Okay. No, I, was, I still want to give a little to Olathe. I remember there was a book, uh, What's the Matter with Kansas? It was written years ago. <laughs> what the fuck? And uh, the, weird the author, the author who was a Kansan, uh, was describing various places in, in Johnson County. And Johnson County is the most populated county. Anyway, you talked about Olathe. <laughs> I think in his book he described it as uh it's the sort of it's the sort of town where you go you go to and you expect to see five broken down vehicles in every front yard. <laughs> that's I was not like, nice. wow that's that's touching. I always feel speaking of touching, I always feel like when I hear the word Olathe, it sounds like a very sensitive hanging part of skin. I don't mm. <laughs> I just want to tickle it. Thanks for nothing, Craig. You folded like a cheap lawn chair. Let's move on to Stern News. Oh, do you think Stern Pinball has any lawn chairs within their facility? No. Really? Not even out back where they all smoke? That's valuable <laughs> microwave space. Stern Pinball is in the news. Did you know that Foo Fighters LEs are now shipping? I did know that, yes. Well, they're coming. They're coming quick. We have uh, seen a lot shipping out this last week. I was able to unbox one myself and take a take a look at it Ooh, shiny decals those are rushing out oh the, rushing they're huh? rush rushing rushing 
Does anybody have the Foo Fighters locally? Uh, yes, but I've not played it locally yet, so I've still only had my TPF experiences. The 506. East West Four, get your pizza. 403. 403. You know, I haven't been to the 403 Club this year. What? No, what I haven't played any you? tournament. I haven't played a single tournament this year. Part of that was with my work schedule. Uh, it was just like, I, I don't both. Mostly, I don't feel like it. I was also a little worried about if I've got hearings the next week, they won't reschedule a hearing just because I'm sick. So I try to minimize my my human contact because if I get the flu and I can't show up, I'm, you know, I don't get a redo. So <laughs> the black lung. <laughs> we, had, we had a few rough bills this year. But legislation. Hey, we just a bunch of it. Yeah, it's almost done. I'm getting I'm getting to my happier time of year. Wait a minute. What the what's what is the happy time of the year for you? When they're not in session. No. What like January through March are my worst three months of the year okay. because of work. Right. And then April is usually relatively calm. So that's why I'm in such a good mood. You like April showers, don't then lie. May, yeah. And then uh, after June, the second half of the year is usually my better half of the year. Why can't so. we go on vacation together? You why would we? I don't understand why we can't. We're like Penn and Teller. They don't do anything outside of work together, and that's how they get along. You tra- you don't travel south for vacation. I don't understand that. We still haven't no, talked not, about the cruise. I'm we'll, not. We'll, we'll make it another duck. episode. But, I'm not uh, a duck. And speaking of ducks, did you see that migration trailer? Holy crap! Was that stupid? What? Before your Super Mario movie, did you see that duck movie? You know, we came in a little bit late. I was. Oh, rushing. you're one of those people. I was okay. rushing. We were, we were, but you paid for fast pass. You know, you bought Greg some fast passes, <laughs> and then you bought yourself some fast passes, and went right in and got the good row with the bar that you can put your feet up on. <laughs> oh, okay. So many Never people mind then. think so incorrectly about me. I'm not a hot weather person, Zach. We had like to look. We came in cool late because climates. I was at the local uh, gas station telling my kids. Buy some cheap candy and stick it in your shorts. We're going in. <laughs> we're, t- we're not paying for that expensive shit. Okay. Now, I, I do that as well. Oh. It's like, no, I'm going to bring the Twizzlers from High V. I'm not I'm not exactly. going to buy Twizzlers at the at the theater. Foo Fighter LEs are shipping as yeah. well as premiums. Well, congratulations. I didn't that. know about premium shipping. Yeah, you heard it here first. Premiums I are did. now shipping. And I can say that because, so what happened over at Stern Pinball, for whatever reason, I think it's a parts delay. They had to halt production for just a short period of the Foo Fighter LEs to transition over to some premiums. So What's the part difference on the LE I'm thinking that's different? Back glass, powder coat trim. I would say shakers, mm. but we recently got a large order of shaker motors, so I don't see that. <gasps> Maybe expression lighting. That's what I've been wondering, if it's the expression mm-hmm. lighting. Maybe that's it. Damn it. Now, Foo Fighters is the one where they don't have the setup to let you put the expression lighting on the pro models. Is that nope. correct? Okay. Nope. They, they... Do you think that's a good move? Oh, you think boy. that, like, business-wise, that that's smart? It was said that... I think Jack said somewhere that as the designer, he opted for a bill of materials to put more into the pro by not having that, uh, the cutouts. So that's why it happened. I don't, mm. I don't know what to believe. Do I think it's a good idea? Mm. I, I do. If you don't want to make expression lighting systems, <laughs> like if there's really, oh, right, right, right. If there's not that much money to be made on them, and you're still, and that's trying. what I, I've yeah. just been wondering. I don't know if you, you know, you are you're a distributor. Do you sell a lot of expression lighting oh, systems? Jesus. Are you comfortable talking about that? I am. I, yeah, I don't. I don't mind. Um, if you want, we can put it behind the paywall. No, I think the parts department and old flipping out are in a good place right now, right, gang? <laughs> um, yeah, I think that we sold more expression lighting kits 
pre-ordered for Rush than we did Rush toppers. So yes, we we and we sold a lot of Rush toppers. Now, do you know the like the breakdown though of like Pro versus Premium? That I don't know because it's one okay. kit, so I'm not sure. Oh, okay. so the kit was universal. Like they didn't have to make a special Correct. Pro kit. It was kit. universal oh, okay. kit for the I Rush. I wasn't. Uh, I've never owned a game that uses this. So yeah, so I don't. Right, I, interesting. I, I think it is nice to for them if they're if they're doing better on premiums and they want to push up the premium product more than the pro, maybe it is kind of a good idea. I mean, I can see it as like a, again, when we're talking about, you know, Patreons and paywalls, you it's kind of, I could see the point like paywalling it and saying, okay, well, we're going to make another differentiating factor mm-hmm. and say, if you don't, if you go below premium, you can't ever have this anymore. Yeah. Uh, plus it solves the issue of, they don't like making them a whole lot. Pay the dime to get the shine. Yeah. And that pro is so damn loaded that if any title, they're going to do it to any title to test the waters, probably a good idea because uh, people want that, that dead post and they want the ability to do expression lighting. Mm-hmm. So yeah, from a business standpoint, I think it's a good idea from a consumer standpoint. It fucking blows. It blows. Yeah. yeah. So they did halt production of those LEs for just a little bit. They said, hopefully within a week, they'll get back to the remainder of the LEs. Uh, and then they'll make the remainder of those premiums as well. So that's that's kind of what's on the line over at Stern Pinball right now. Not to mention, shipping now are some of the rush accessories. The shooter rod and the armor are now shipping. That was faster than I, I was anticipating. Hmm. So those are those are on their way out from your dealer or from Stern Direct. I know that uh, we started shipping those out on... I think we're shipping those out today. Woohoo! And no word on the rush topper. They still say, hopefully, production towards the end of the month here and expression lighting kits the same. But we'll see. I mean, if they start, they've got a kind of, they announced, you know, into April they want to do production of the Rush accessories, which includes the expression lighting. So we're getting clogged up with the expression lighting, maybe. I don't, I don't know what that is all about. And then if we're talking about production updates, Dennis, Stern Pinball, mid to late May, will have James Bond Pro and Premium, as well as Jurassic Park Premiums uh, on the lines. Mid late May. So that tells me they're going to be running Foo Fighters, LE, and premiums all the way for the probably next two to three weeks. Also, we've heard that in early to mid June, we're going to see those Iron Maidens that people have been waiting for, the Pro and premiums, early to mid June. And mid to late June, we're going to see Godzilla Pro and premiums. We knew that we we're going to get that. And it, overall, the production timeline has been delayed from initial estimations at the beginning of the year. We're, we're Back behind about two weeks due to parts delays. But still, Stern emphasized, and I agree with him, still in the grand scheme of things, not bad. They're happy with that. Sure that they would like to be right on schedule, but two weeks this far into the year, uh, they're they're quite happy with that, that there hasn't been anything catastrophic to prevent or to really change up these, these production timelines. Early July, we're going to get Avengers Pro and Premium. And then mid to late July, we're going to get some more Foo Fighters Pro and Premium. Mid to late July. August comes along, and that's where we, remember, we got that Deadpool Pro and Premium mm-hmm. bumped up, and then Jurassic Park Pro is going to be August as well. And then and then probably in the next cornerstone. Yep. Then the next cornerstone. Speaking of stoned, mm. did you see on 420 Stoner Day, Stern dropped code updates for every damn game in their catalog? Yep. Like a dealer giving her own their fix. I know. They're like, hey, guys, even if you're stoned, you can figure out this Wi-Fi update. Hmm. I uh, I did my updates of those code oh, sets yesterday. Nice to your, to your and I Deadpool played them. premium I, and your Godzilla premium. 
Yep. And I don't know what the differences were. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't expect, I got a new achievement in Deadpool, but it was one that was already in there. So. I gotcha. Yeah. I don't, uh, a lot of them were probably just operating system stuff. I know the, the James Bond cornerstone and the 60th, they had some girth to them, especially the cornerstone. Mm. People are really starting to uh, warm up till Sean Connery, uh, the 60th anniversary update. You get to pick additional sound elements. So that's, that's pretty cool. And speaking of James Bond, did you see, Dennis and listener, the custom James Bond Goldfinger Ellie that was on, I think, Facebook? Somebody did a custom Goldfinger edition? Yes, I did see that. What did you think about it? I thought it was pretty good overall, but it was an interesting decision. And we were kind of discussing this earlier before we started recording, but interesting decision uh, to go with uh, doing the posters on the sides. like On the right side. Right, right. On the right side. Like, it felt to me like they were wanting to do a custom Goldfinger as if Stern had done it in the design of what they had done for all the other games, which probably wouldn't have been the direction I would have gone. But the Goldfinger poster and the Goldfinger art, it looks, in my opinion, better than any of the ones they did choose. So I I still thought it was the best best package I've seen. I did like the the trim and color scheme that they did utilize on that with the the whites and the golds and the, the movie poster, film poster from Goldfinger. But then... I'm with you. The right side of the cabinet, I'm like, I know you're trying to make it as authentic, stern looking as possible, but damn it, that's what everybody hated. Why are you putting movie posters on the right side again? At least their Photoshop work was better than Stern's. Maybe this is what was required (laughs) so the licensor wouldn't complain. Eon? Uh, Is that what it is, Eon? I think so. Eon Productions. Just picture some old man named Eon. Eon, someone's printing off your stuff what are again. You, what are you doing? But they, it's so weird because they should know pinball if they're like some old-timey person. Yeah. Like, what's going on out there with the pinball machine? <laughs> That's why they wanted the reels, though. I'm like, I'm, but I'm just surprised they got away with the movie posters. And I expect them to go, why aren't you using pointy people? <laughs> they need to be pointy people. And hell, why don't we keep talking about James Bond and flipping out with friends? Joel was streaming James Bond's 60th anniversary on the flipping out YouTube live channel. Did you catch any of I that? Did, I did catch uh, maybe 20 minutes. He was loving it. I think he was surprised. Yeah. Joel is what I describe as a newer pinball person. And, you know, they tend oh, to gravitate towards fix on him, huh? very modern game. No, I wouldn't like that and say he doesn't get to have an opinion. Yeah. Uh, just, just that a lot of people who get brand new into the hobby, uh, especially like in a collector angle, they often... You know, they only play a lot of new stuff. I know he's old, owned some older games too, but you know, when you if you've started with games that are you know full featured with ramps and all of that, you might look at something that's single level, even if it's modern, and initially think you're not going to have fun with it. Okay, I see where you're going. Yeah, yeah. that's just I yeah, think that's one of his first just true for Hobbit, a lot of people. Right. So that was loaded down. And, right, right, and like even if you go back and like say something like Taxi or something, it's still you know we're in that modern era where we're going to have ramps and clean mm-hmm. feeds and all of that. And so when you you look at a game that looks like it's more inspired from something from the early '80s, for example, you might have some recalcitrance to think yeah. that you're going to enjoy it. Recalcitrance. Wow. Okay. Wow, you guys check that off your fucking creasel bingo card there. <laughs> they're so judgmental with that bingo card. Uh, he uh, he did seem to enjoy the hell out of it. Very competitive between him and his brother. So go check that out on the VOD as well as streaming Foo Fighter, uh, Foo Pro. And uh, that was that was a lot of fun as well. He prefers the 
seems like he prefers Foo Fighters over Bond 60th. And I've got to give Joel a little bit of credit here because you talk about uh, the brights and shinies. He's a positive person. You know, he can he can fall into the trap of being very positive unless it's, you know, spooky pinball or Halloween or anything. Mm. But uh, he is standing his ground quite firmly, I may add, to, uh, to his love for Cactus Canyon by Chicago Gaming Company, that remake. So many people, including his friends, have tried to knock him down a little bit off the peg and say, you know, well, it's too easy. Or she's... He's, he's standing strong, and I can respect and appreciate that because uh, I know how it feels looking up for games like Popeye or Stranger Things or, you know, some of the games that people poo-poo, Halloween. I, I've looked up for that one. So uh, good on you, Joel Engelberth, for standing your ground and, and saying how great... Or ninety percent of people, how great uh, Cactus Canyon remake really is. You weren't you on that stream last week? You and Hottie and Mike, you guys were yeah. on a the yeah we were on friends. a in a chatty chat one yeah yeah you talked about uh, Pinwoofer. <laughs> yes, there was a there was a Pinwoofer segment I recall. Well, it's, twenty minutes well, maybe. Twenty twenty three's Precision Flippers, my friend. Yeah, I wondered if he was going to put precisions on the bond 60th but i didn't want to ask i was waiting for my pinwoofer set because he was streaming it on flipping out with friends i was like oh mm-hmm. i guess i'm endorsing this thing now too where's my set of pinwoofers uh but you also you said you guys talked about punny factory which we will discuss and you played a game shall we play what was that yes what mike was, mike had uh suggested a game what was that it we played. um if you were we pinball were, machine was, which would you be and why he, no 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 it wasn't quite it wasn't anything so okay. uh so philosophical it was more that what we we kind of did it in two chunks so one was of the current basically current production essentially was of games that are new games that we could still get from a distributor mm-hmm. essentially which one would we pick from each of the major manufacturers oh. and then based off of how it was going with the with the live chat and stuff uh, Joel went ahead and also like cloned the questions or cloned the cloned the categories mm-hmm. but then changed the question also to if we could buy any game that they've ever made which one would we pick? So like, what is the, so one question was, what is the best game each manufacturer has done? Mm. And one was, what is the best game that you can get from each manufacturer new in box? That was a lot of fun watching that. None of yours surprised me. I think they were all well, I'm pretty solid. Pretty, I'm pretty predictable. Yeah, they so. were pretty solid too. I don't even know why we're talking about the people need to go back and watch. if They want to see the creasel takes on on that watch the video on demand i even love the part where he's talking about pinwoofer and somebody being smarter than everybody else and you're like wait wait a minute like what qualifications do you have to be smarter than me just because you know well maybe they are i don't they might i be. don't know it could be i still remember i don't know account of this i i went attorney i worked with once and i don't remember she was talking up someone's uh i don't know they'd done something she was like they're oh then they were so smart this is so clever and i i don't i was young and maybe more arrogant than I am today. And I, I, whatever it was, I thought wasn't that impressive or I didn't, or I didn't think it was that challenging. I said something like, well, I, I could have figured that out too. Like, they went to a and, state school. And she just looked at me, like looked at me over her glasses. She was like, she, uh, older, older woman. She just goes, Dennis, you're no Oppenheimer. Oh, mm, one, of the, just one of the sickest burns. I think that's I've actually ever really taken. good. It's like, ouch. <laughs> we weren't talking about nuclear you know, <laughs> fusion, fusion with with bombs or anything. And like, you're immediately just like, well, you might think you're clever, but let me tell Did you. Did she at least wink afterwards <laughs> or something with a smirk? Like, no, no. Wow. Just like, it was like, get out of my office now, Dennis. Sounds like a sensual comment. Like, oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> it wasn't delivered particularly sensual. Oh, she was like looking down. That That's a good one. Nice burn. Mm, it was. It was impressive. And different people approached it in, in different ways. That was sort of, sort of interesting. So some of my answers were repeats, like, you know, Godzilla, for example. And it's like, well, Stern, especially if we go all the way back to their daddy East days, have a lot of really interesting games that, you know, when you broaden up the catalog, whatever, I'm trying to tell, like, if someone was to tell me, like, what's the best one? Are we thinking, like, in a vacuum or what? And mm-hmm. that's where, like, Joel, I know he emphasizes this a lot on his on his things, because he's got that whole, I, I call it the MCI philosophy. It's the whole friends and family thing. For those that are too young to know, MCI was a telephone company, and they came up with a friends and family plan. <laughs> that's where that expression comes from. Uh, Joel may not know that or think that that's where it comes from, but that's where it comes from. And so Pepperidge that's why he's remembers. Yeah, right. Pepperidge Farm and me remember the 90s when there was AT&T, MCI and Sprint. And this was the landline wars. And that's how it was all. That's how it all played. And so MCI had fl- friends and family plans. And so anyway, um, so Joel, Joel approaches pinball with an MCI philosophy. And so some of his decision making in terms of what he was picking was influenced heavily by what he thought others who are his friends or yeah. family members would want to play, which isn't a wrong perspective to go from, but it, it was, it's like, okay, so you're putting, those are conditions of course that you're putting on them. Whereas uh, like what game I want to play isn't the same every single time. But if I'm in a vacuum having to, if someone's like, say, what is the best game in the entire manufacturing history of Stern going back to Daddy East, I'd still say Godzilla. So I need to pick Godzilla. I was surprised to hear he was riding GTF all the way through the catalog of American Pinball. Yeah, the I'm trying to well, did I think he did? No, no, no. no. Joel Joel was torn between Houdini and did he ride? Did was it was GTF the other one? Maybe because he dogged on it so much. Otherwise, yeah, he's a Houdini hater. Like the rest of y'all listeners out there. No, no, no. He was he was torn about he he the the that the shots were tight were his big negative, but he likes all the toys and stuff in Houdini. So Houdini is one that's really high up on his list. Otherwise, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, maybe it was that in GTF because because Mike went with Legends of Valhalla, didn't he? Was he Love or was that Hottie? I went Hot Wheels. Um, I can't believe somebody go Love. Someone did. <sighs> I can't believe somebody go Hot Wheels. Someone named me did that. Did Hot Wheels? Speaking of, where is GTF? Exclamation! Point. Oh, sorry. Where is uh, GTF? Thank you. Question. Um, they're they're fixing some minor uh, issues. I heard. Yeah. So I'm going to read part of an email we received as a dealer over at Flipping Out Pinball from Dave Fix. Oh, Mr. David Fix emailed everybody and said, "Greetings, everyone." Uh, such and such, blah, 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 uh, et cetera, et cetera, yada, yada. Thrilled to see the excitement surrounding the game. Galactic Tank Force. Agree, appreciate the thanks for the feedback, blah, blah, blah. Let's see here. We've noticed some issues with the lock mechanism and our vertical up kicker in GTF. And after extensive testing, we've identified the issue of magnetized balls causing difficulties with these mechanisms. If you experience any issues with these magnetized balls, let them know. Uh, and they'll get some replacement stuff. Um, to, to do also understand the importance of smooth gameplay. Teams developing a new bracket to prevent air balls, further enhancing the overall experience. Uh, I'd like to address concerns about the code of GTF. Our passionate team of developers is constantly working, improving it. 
We recognize that there is room for growth. We're going to be releasing an update soon to address any issues, enhance the gameplay experience, blah, blah, blah. Uh, We love Pinball AP, driving force behind our work. Small but dedicated team of just three programmers, two animators, and one mechanical engineer. We are committed to delivering high-quality games, taking pride from Titan Rubber. It's silicone, Dave. I thought he was in this longer than five years. Um, let's see. In light of concerns about pricing of our games, we want to emphasize that our margins have always been extremely tight. Profit. I love this. Profit isn't what drives us. We're driven purely for the love of the game. We invest in our games to ensure the best possible experience for our customers. Dennis, it's not about the bottom line. No, no, no. This is no salesman approach. Uh, this is about sharing our passion with the pinball community. Fucking tickle that passion, baby. Uh, and then they express their appreciation for the ongoing support, growing and learning with AP. Feedback is valuable. Stand by our games. Continue to evolve. Passion forefront. Unwavering support. Staying tuned. Yada. Okay. Not a sales speech here, huh? Hmm. It's inspirational. Damn it, Dennis. Profit is not what drives us. Hmm. They're driven purely for, for the love of the game. Fucking Kevin Costner. Come on. Uh, so they're a nonprofit. <laughs> I never looked up their tax status, but it's good to know. Look, they invest in their games. The best possible experience for their customers. It's not about the bottom line. It's about, it's about the top line. <laughs> hmm. How can we get you into this GTF today? Through charity. <laughs> Okay, so all right, so the vertical up kicker and lock mechanism magnetize balls. So change your balls. All right, for what the eight people that have this, where is this game at? I we have no production updates on when this thing's going to be on the line, when they're going to be oh, shipping. Have you, have you? You've not gotten any? No, I still. I no, come. Okay. I need to email them. I still have confirmation of freaking orders that they that I thought they took. I, I I don't know. I don't know where anything's at. Where's Where's Cactus Canyon remake? SE pluses, epsilons. Where the hell are those at? Oh, yeah, the three tiers because of all the demand. There's more than three tiers flowing from our customers, Dennis. These people want their damn LEs and SE pluses. The LEs, mm. I'd, I'd estimate the LEs being over halfway done, if I had to guess. All right. But there's still LEs that need to go out. What about SE pluses? I think those are coming after. I, uh, we have no production updates on those either. I've been telling customers SE plus end of the year ish. I don't know, but isn't that when Pulp Fiction's supposed to come? Well, Q three was so. Yeah, I mean, do you think technically Q three is well before the end of the year? Unless uh, they could mean the very end of Q three, I suppose. Do you think they build Pulp Fictions before SE pluses? I know they said they're going to have two lines, but you know, um, I. I'm going to say no if you're asking me, do I think that a Pulp Fiction comes out before an SE Plus comes out? But I think they will not be done with their SE Plus production when they are building Pulp Fictions. How about that? Yeah, that makes sense. And they, we do know that there have been a handful of SE Pluses for whatever reason that did get out into the wild months back. Just a very small handful. Just a couple. A wild SE Plus appears. Yeah, I, and I don't understand that. I don't know where GTFs are. I don't know where Cactus Canyons are. I know where Scoobies are. They're they're flowing rapidly and readily out of the factory. So much so, I see the, some people trying to sell their spots now. Isn't that just Why? the spooky way? 
Yeah, I mean, it does. I And I know that they have a long arc on their, you know, normally it's they often get it done with before the 18 month periods that they set for themselves. But they have a relatively long arc in, in terms of announced production for a limited run of games. But uh, so why are they selling them? Is it? I mean, it has been a crowded March. I could see where people would have changed their mind after seeing a different game that they liked more. They're just, you know, they're they're sitting and they're waiting and uh, they see other things come out. And that's all. I think that's all it is. They they did get some more Scooby code over on on the spooky pinball front. (laughs) Yes, that's right. Still probably some ways to go, but they also talked about, they had a post on social media, Dennis, where Scott Eines, I think it's Eines, Eines, uh, renowned voiceover person for Scooby-Doo, is recording with them. Some, some they, they said, is this some upcoming call-outs? The post read with, with a picture of Scott Eines in the recording studio. So it said, Scott Eines can do just about any voice under the sun. I wonder which one he's in the studio doing for us right now. A Emoticon with a scratchy chin. Uh, more Scooby-Doo material, question mark, or maybe even something for a future game? And I said that with inquiry and with excitement because they designate it with alternating exclamation points and question marks. Mm. So what is that? So we do know, the good thing is we do know that uh, we're going to be getting even more call-outs, which is fantastic. We're going to get more Scooby code. Uh, that game is a pure fun game, just like a Cactus Canyon is. So a lot of people enjoying that. And there are, I think they're up to, we just had, uh, I think they're up to 300 or past on their production of those games because we just had series in the 250s shipping. So so you're a pretty big fan of the Scooby-Doo pinball. I like it. I think it's a solid, I think it's a solid game. Like I like Cactus Canyon, solid game. Do you think that it's the right uh, theme for that layout? Mm, I don't see any problem with the match between that layout style and that theme because my argument would be sometimes it is confusing when I go up to Turtles and it kicks me in the nuts and then I mm-hmm. walk up to Willy Wonka and it spits in my face. So Okay, so you mean given the, the cartoon theme that yeah. you think kind of I, – I don't disagree with that. I just think that um, – Colorful given, family. Yeah, yeah. I just think given the um, – the generous uh, ball times of the layout that it would have been better if they had themed it the never ending story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, want, I, want, I want to see the toy with the horse in the swamp. Our tax. That was a, that was, you had to work for that joke, but it, it did land. Nice Thank you. Done. I think at least 20% of the listeners got it. They understood it. I wonder if they got my laugh. That was also singing. I want to know how many got my, uh, my wild, uh, Wild SE Plus appears. That's a deep cut. That's not a movie either. Yeah, I don't know that one. Well, we'll find out. <sighs> I'll have to think about it. No, you're you're not going to get it. So don't even <laughs> waste your brain on it. I don't think you know the source I'm pulling it from. So I know. So in the words of Frozen, let it go. You know what? I'm going to I'm going to go on a limb and say it has to do with a video game with the quote, "A new challenger appears." You close? were right on the uh, you were right on the first oh. part. I um, wasn't pulling it from a fighting game, but oh okay. I don't know why it felt very like a new challenger appears or a new mm, well because ranger it, appears, it, it appears and uh, okay. you so know, it wasn't, that's no, it's a, not actually that's a that's a good one. I good guess, but not yeah not yeah. What you're well, it wasn't what I was thinking of, but because the the wild is a is not ele- an element of that. I um, got you. Okay. Anyway, it doesn't matter. There's a lot of guesses in pinball. There are one of which. 
we're going to not only guess, but we're going to provide some, some maybe some exclusive information, maybe some behind the scenes info, some, some licensing um, chatter. chatter. And what we're going to be discussing is, I'm going to put a question mark on this, back to the future pinball? <gasps> the Goonies pinball? Oh no. <gasps> Super Mario pinball? Oh my gosh. No, 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 no. Yes. Is any of this true? Is it, is it going to happen? And what do we know about the potential for these godlike themes to become pinball machines? S tier licenses. What's above A tier? S tier. No, no reference. That's a video game thing, too. Yes. Fighting game video thing. Dun, 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 dun. So if that interests any of you guys, all you've got to do is be a Patreon follower and come come listen to it right now because Dennis and I are going to deep dive into Back to the Future Pinball, the Goonies Pinball, and Super Mario Pinball. Are they happening? What information do we have regarding the future of these licenses and their integration into pinball? It's what everybody wants. Are we going to get it? You're going to have to tune in and find out. Otherwise, we're just going to move on. Come on, People, somebody got mad at me, Dennis, because I was like, don't be a tight ass. It's 10 bucks. Sign up to our Patreon. Somebody got mad and was like, you know what? I'm not listening anymore because they infer that I'm a tight ass if I won't spend $10. And my response just wanted to be like, it's a fucking joke. Is it? I'm not, I don't know if you're really a tight ass. I don't know. Is it, this is an entertaining podcast and informative. But to the person that I made angry referring to them as a tight ass because they didn't want to spend ten dollars, no, I would never do that. If anything, I don't think you can take a joke. Oh my god! Uh, didn't you interpret that as me, Joe? I I didn't really mean that people. Yeah, were... I mean I don't spend ten dollars on any podcast. So, oh look at you! I am the podcast. <laughs> do it. Moving right along to pinball adventures. A quirky little Yay. company up in Vancouver mm-hmm. or British Columbia or somewhere up in Canada. Yeah, it's been a while since we <clears throat> really heard a lot about out of them. Uh, early on, we did for a while, and then it got really quiet. Too quiet. This last week, we're hit over the head with a rubber mallet. Thunk. <laughs> in the most funny way possible. This is, uh, the, we, we got, the, uh, this game's releasing. Yes. There have been messages sent out to dealers. Not that I may know mm. something about that. Messages sent out to a fan base, hobbyists that are interested in purchasing the upcoming Punny Factor. I think it goes on sale to today, maybe? I think it might launch today. But I know that there was a stream yesterday of it. We were recording where uh, we were unable to watch that stream of Punny Factory, initial game and new product from pinball adventures uh they had a making of video of punny factory and they had a a trailer a sizzle reel of the punny factory as well as a teaser for their follow-up game called elements did you consume any of this media relating to this company and products yes i believe i have seen everything you've referenced other than of course uh the stream since we had to record before that happened uh quick question before we dive in here uh which did you find more entertaining the pinball adventures trailer of punny factory or the home pin trailer of this is spinal tap okay uh the like are you asking so entertaining entertaining actually i entertaining and useful probably punny factory for both okay wow so 
Like they both didn't do everything I think that they should have done to maximize interest in the game, but Spinal Tap, oh my God, maybe we hold on. I don't know. I know you, <laughs> whenever you want to talk about Homepin, we can talk a little bit about that trailer. I don't definitely don't want to spend much time on it because uh, they clearly didn't, but hell yeah. But yeah, so Punning Factory, it, it was sort of interesting because there, th- there was a lot of focus in it on things that I'm not sure consumers are really going to care very much about. Uh, Canadian wood. That one might actually get more, you know, I was trying to remember, and I, that came up on the flipping out with friends stream. I was trying to remember what the typical like major manufacturer uh, plywood is made out of because that might actually get controversial. Birch. Uh, so I, you see, I thought it was birch and this is maple, which is very mm. Canadian. And I've heard very good things about, about, you know, the durability of maple wood. But I also remember uh, someone, and I'm, this is a, this could be totally wrong. People can correct me if I'm misremembering which it was, but I wanted to think someone had told someone else, like it was Scott Denisi heard from, I don't remember, it was like Gomez or Steve Ritchie or someone, but, or if it was a different person back when they were like home brewing and they didn't use the right type of wood. And like the veterans were like, you have to use this type of plywood. Mm. You have to. And I'm kind of wondering, you know, to me, who doesn't really know anything about the nuances of lumber, if that's really true, like I could see why you you couldn't use a wood that's too soft, because if you once you put all the mechs on it, the, you're going to bow the yeah. play field. But does it really matter if we're using birch or maple or mahogany or teak? Like, does it really matter? Like, if, as long as it's hard enough, does it really matter? Uh, it's, I don't know. I, I don't know. Because uh, I've wondered, like, are because when you know pinball machines going up in price, I gotta admit, I've thought about. I get where people are going to be really leery of things like a plexi and plastic and stuff, but like, is there not another wood that's more affordable that maybe can do everything we need it to do? Mm. Now, now, this Punny Factory video was not asking these deep questions. I, these are my questions that I sure. have that this just reminded me of. So, so for that reason alone, though, I found it entertaining because it brought back up this whole thing for me about, you know what? Maybe we should be talking about the wood used more <laughs> than we really are. Uh, but I don't know about like, dip, you know, the, they had like a thing on like the special type of paint that they dip the toys in. And I thought, yeah. I don't. You know, that that's unique for each Hydro game. I don't dipping. think people. Yeah, I don't think people really care, though, that it's unique. No, I don't think that. Like, like I don't think that's a selling point. But I, I get it in the sense that it's a new company. This is the first, you know, their freshman effort of a pinball game. So what are you going to focus on? No one knows anything about you. And you picked a non-licensed theme. So you're already behind the eight ball. When they were doing the talking about the acrylic reverse screen printing for a back glass, mm. I, almost as if it was a new thing. It's like, no, that's, there's nothing new about that. Um but some of that reminds me of the old, um, and maybe not even just the old ones, the flyers, you know, the pinball machine flyers. And they always emphasize like the most like minute things that yeah. maybe weren't yeah. that new or or weren't really that special. But it's like you got to, you know, fluff it yeah. up a bit. 13 propulsion stand up targets. Yeah. Now, I was going to say, you must not have liked, no, you may have already known it from from other stuff on the play field, but they're very stand up heavy, which yes. to me, again, first game. Uh, the reliability of standups is is pretty solid, and if you know if it ends up being a high impact area and they break, they're easy enough to replace. So, from a durability standpoint, I thought this makes a lot of sense to go ahead and use a lot of standups. But I also thought the moment I saw that, I go, "Ooh, Zach may not like this." The pinball filler, the stand up target. 
Yeah. Because isn't there like one drop on the whole thing? And I know you vastly prefer drops over standards. Yeah, because they actually interact and they do something. Um, yeah, and the one drop target they have in the in the trailer itself, the decal is already falling off. Yeah, Joel, I remember pointing that out on the stream. That bugged him. Like, <sighs> That's you know. And then the very target. Okay. That's the one redeeming cool thing about this game, in my opinion. So I'll start with that. It's got a little tube shot that the toy that tube the drop shot. protects. Tube shot. Try tube shot. The tube shot. Yeah, I don't care about that. Uh, the very target seems cool. Six values. Only six like, I mean, because seven, eight, nine. Okay. Come the fuck yum, on, y'all. Follow me here. <laughs> uh, I hope that's a call out. I love that on the flyer itself, it's showing all these features and arrows, in which case it's, it's strange because they're using different types of arrows and stuff graphically. Uh, but they're talking about how many puns you can get. You got to get 50 puns, all that. Uh, they talk about the punny press, the, the toy in the game, all of that stuff. But then one of the features is, is Leprechaun Game Clover. Whoever hired that leprechaun was pressing their luck. Now he's gone crazy. If we don't catch him, it will be Game Clover. I, I don't know what the <laughs> fuck it has to do with anything in this game. But that's kind of why I love it, uh, because none of this shit makes sense. Casey needs your help. <laughs> fucking, what is Isn't going Casey on? Isn't Casey the name of the, the voice that was the TWIP uh, monthly video? Is that, was that I Casey? I wonder if that is the same Casey. Oh, man. I see the smokestacks on top of the game. I wonder if you fold down the head, it turns into a fucking punny tank. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like anymore I'm tripping my ass on fucking shrooms every time a new game comes out because I don't know what's going on anymore. Mm. How is any of this a reality? I don't know. Russian Baltic birch cabinet black wood stained with engraving of games logo on gears on both sides of cabinet and back box. That's on the engraved editions. I still don't know what the fuck it is. It looks like a black box, but it's. I guess it is engraved from that black wood birch. Uh, uh, how is this a thing? How in the fuck is this a thing? And why in the fuck are we even talking about it? What is this? Well, it's a new pinball machine, so of course we're we're talking about it. Here's here's oh the nearest analogy God. I can I can do is um, I mean how so how different is it really than uh, than Celts? You know, the first game out of Haggis. Mm. I mean, obviously the layout's very different, but I mean, like conceptually. It's a it's a weird theme. Yes. Um, more goofy, definitely than Celts, which was more <laughs> Highland Highland Games based. But yes. you know, Celts, and I finally got to play Celts at, at TPF, and you know, the, it was okay, but sure. the layout wasn't anything to write home about. And so, I, you know, the, as the a difference, Dennis, is, uh, this is what I'm gonna say. The difference being that Celts wasn't trying to be something that's why we're getting stumbled up on gtf uh, because we know the people behind it and that's a, that's why I'm, I'm struggling to see here what this is because i'm thinking that this is truly the the essence of what someone thought was a good idea so that's where i'm struggling i think that celts was a bad idea but it, it didn't make me laugh to the to the to the degree who is this aimed for? So are you just it's the theme, right? Is the is the aspect that it's that is boggling. It's the, it's the theme, it's the layout, it's the artwork, it's the sound, it's the animation and visuals, it's the hydro dipping of the toys, it's the wiring in the head, uh it's the unique quote, unique platform. Um 
it's a lot of things to me. It's the interior art blades that go all the way down to the bottom of the cabinet. It's it's uh, it's some of those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't have I don't have answers for you. I I mean, to me, it's and we've talked about this. I feel ad nauseum with so many other companies. It's when you when you do a game and you do an original theme, you're already poorly positioned for high sales because there's no initial anything to make you want to buy the game. So you really have to sell it on on what it is like. And maybe that's what the stream that that will happen uh, by the time this episode is out will show. Like if the gameplay is there, there will be people that will will look past everything else. Mm -hmm. Like they they won't care about how the toys were painted. They won't care about the decals. They won't care about the weird uh, stuff on the display. And it'll be like if the gameplay is interesting enough, then people will buy it. To me, that I mean, that's the only thing that can do it because I don't think I don't think, given the price of pinball machines, anyone will buy it just because they like the the goofy idea of puns in a in a in pinball form. That, it's just, yes, that theme it, sells to no one. There is not right. one dedicated that, that party a, that wants that. That sells that a phone game as a joke. You know, when it's, uh, when you're paying ten bucks, people will do something as a you know for for a brief chuckle yes. just because they think it's kind of weird. Um, so to me, that's what it's really going to come down. And again, you know, Haggis, as I understand, it, did not move that many Celts games. Uh, now they did move a number more than I thought they would, and some of that may have been a lot of this sort of passion, what I'll call Australian passion. You know, this desire to see an Australian upstart be successful. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in a lot of ways, I, you know, it that was probably what moved a lot of Thunderbirds for Homepin, and Homepin's in a in an interesting place because they don't actually manufacture in the country. So maybe we'll and see a little bit of beautiful on. But artwork's really nice on Kel. Yeah, it it the is. It is. I nice. mean, it's yeah. it's no it's no fathom, but no god. But um, but we'll see. so we we'll see. we might see a little bit of a kind of what we would call in the U.S. rally around the flag sort of thing. Maybe some of the Canadian pinball owners might want to you know give it a shot here. Uh, some of this might just be you know what we're not losing. You know, they're not losing any money on a license because there's no license. It's so. It's maybe more of a proof of concept to make sure, like, let's start with something we know we we or we feel strongly we can build, and then the next games will be better. But the thing that the element that concerns me the most in terms of like, is there a growth plan? Because everything we've seen so far is all original theme, which we know the struggles with that because we've watched American Pinball constantly struggle with that. Mm-hmm. And American Pinball has mastered a lot of other things. Like a lot of people would point to them and say, like, really good build quality uh, and, and, and things of that nature. But, um, you know, I, so that's the part that I, I'm not, cause you mentioned like the elements teaser. So we know the next game is also original theme. Mm-hmm. So now if the plan is we just want to turn out, uh, you know, one or 200 games per license, and this is going to work and we're not trying to grow or anything that, that could be viable if they've figured out the, the, you know, the cost the cost ratio and what their net is going to be. And they think they can make money on this. My, my question though, is normally when I would hear and see all of these things that we've talked about, like the standups and what this type of layout is and what this type of art is. And, and the fact that it's not a license to me, the strategy would need to be what we saw with Thunderbirds, which was Thunderbirds when it came out was cheaper than a stern pro to get. That was like it's one saving grace with all of the because obviously once the videos came out, people were very and there were a lot of things to be concerned about with with Thunderbirds. Um, but you knew it was a cheaper option. Mm-hmm. But I'm not sure that this is the way it sounded. Again, I didn't check the pricing. The way it sounded when we were on the flipping out stream with Joel was that the pricing was like at the Stern Pro price. I this 
against a license with the with what you already know you're getting out of Stern, I just don't see how it it's competitive. Let me add to that because uh, I I agree. Maybe you know if this is priced really low, then maybe it makes sense. Uh, received an email on Friday about the potential uh, distribution of this product. This comes from the company itself. The launch date for Punny Factory is Monday, April 24th, which is today if you're listening on Monday. They're manufacturing 120 units. Okay, so they're going for that low run kind of thing. Okay, so yeah, kind of like uh, that's less than Kelts. I think Kelts was 150. Yes, it says Pinball Adventures' first priority uh, will be you, the distributor. Um, however, many pinball collectors and fanatics have already reached out to us over the past year to secure a spot. So they are selling direct and through distributors. Okay. Which a lot of manufacturers do. Mm-hmm. Uh, please note that our website shopping cart is not going to be available until launch day. In the event that you wish to place an order, contact us, email, specify the pinball type, and the quantity. There are two models, a standard punny factory pinball machine and an engraved edition that we talked about with Russian Birchwood. Uh, the standard, 6500 US dollars, and the engraved is 7000 So yes, the price of a Stern Pro. Pinball Adventures is going to be covering the cost of shipping within the United States and Canada. Please refer to the website for international orders. And they're taking a, they get a they'll have a follow-up link because they're taking $250 refundable deposits to reserve these machines. And then I received an email around the same time uh, that said, Hey, Pinball Fanatics, our first priority is you. The pin- no, they just said that, uh, hey, you were interested, you know, three years ago. You voiced some interest in this game. As a pinball fan, we're manufacturing 120, so it's copy and paste the same email to dealers. And I thought, well, the price is going to be different because the dealers, they gave us the dealer pricing, you know, uh, with a margin stuff. Now, the, the price of our standard Pony Factory pinball machine will be $6,500, and the engraved edition will be $7,000. So the difference between a dealer is because uh, uh, then they, this is behind the scenes stuff, uh, Pinball Adventures. I don't know if they accidentally, but they tagged all the dealers that I guess voice interest. Um, so they, I seen what dealers, you know, they were reaching out to then pinball adventures responded again and said, Hey, just to clarify, uh, it's going to be you on the dealer to set fair prices to your clients. We would prefer that distributors order a few units in order for more machines to go around. However, it will be a first come first serve basis. So they're not wanting dealers to buy 120, I guess. But they're saying that the dealer sets the price, but they're going to be selling them to the public for the same price, I guess. So did they confirm? Like my initial thought would be that they cut and pasted the the information in both emails, like the pricing information, because it. I don't know what distributor would do it. Yeah, well, I'm thinking that they are thinking, well, there's only 120 units. You know, if you can grab. 20 of them and then they all sell out you can set a higher price okay all right so that's not going to work either yeah uh, again if it was a license sure and the fomo see that's the thing with the and again we've we've talked about this with so many companies it's it's you don't have the fomo and i don't remember if they what part they helped with if i remember right with with pinball adventures they were working with the team mafia or the team, team pinball, pinball who made mafia. that did mafia that mafia esque style game mm-hmm. a few years ago and i think greg which, saunders uh, right. who helped design alien when nordman left okay. he helped with okay. his design so but the thing i the reason i bring up mafia is is that was an unlicensed game and that uh that they didn't make a whole lot didn't of even and sell they couldn't 10, sell I don't think. they couldn't they couldn't sell them all they couldn't sell and them that all. And that theme is and better than this one. 
and the pricing uh, was more was more extreme on it because because they you know they weren't working with the distributors but they were I, the idea I felt at the time I got the logic that Team Pinball had it was hey we see what's happening with the FOMO stuff let's just put a really big limit on the run so that essentially it's a collector's item and that's what moves the game but because of the layout and everything else about it that just there wasn't enough there that people thought that like it was worth buying as an investment uh, so very few people did. So again, when we get back to this, as you noted with the pricing that's been announced, you're already up there with the the cheap operate the cheapest operator grade model that's that's available, and we like you're you're going to be compared to Foo Fighters Pro. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So you, there are two strategies you have. One is the gameplay reveal that that has now come out that we didn't get a chance to see is going to blow people away, and the gameplay and or rules or however that's combined, the layout and the rules together are such that a lot of people are going to be like, this looks like a lot of fun, so I'm going to go ahead and buy it. The other strategy would have had to have been, especially if the gameplay and rules depth and everything isn't the same as a Stern Pro, to have a, a, a significantly lower price point where people will go, this is a fair price for what I'm getting. And since it's so much cheaper, I would, you know, I'd rather save $1,000 and buy this game with with a with a theme that I don't care about with less depth. You know, again, I'm making some assumptions because we don't know yet. Um, because it's cheaper, mm-hmm. but at the same price, your competition is a, is a licensed game, uh, from a, from an established manufacturer. That's, it's just very tough. Yeah. So I, I think they would, my initial thought will be, they will struggle to sell 120 units at this price point. Uh, I would say that for those of you who are falling asleep right now, my apologies. I think that we've been doing this long enough that we can say that we're covering a new product here. And we have spent too much time on that product because it is uh, it is not proven yet from this company what this is even going to be. So we there is some caution that should be taken by you, the listener, if two or three of you have any interest in this new product. My recommendation would be um, watch the stream, which, hell, it may be the greatest game ever. I doubt it. Um, and buy from a dealer a really good reputable dealer here in the States. If you're in the States that way, if for some reason, I'm not saying this company, you know, we've just, we've seen too many things for new companies uh, and I don't want anybody losing money. So go to a dealer that way. If shit hits the fan and falls apart, you can still, you know, uh, get any money back that you have provided. Um, But I think I don't see this, this new product, given what I'm seeing, selling more than 20 units in total. And for that reason, uh, I don't know why we're still talking about it. Same with the home pin thing. Uh, look, this is Spinal Tap is a license. It's a license that people like. I saw the trailer reaction and j- just like the Punny Factory, even like the Punny Factory with, they're like, oh, this is how you slide out the play field now. And look, check out this wheel. And then they show the wheel falling into the cabinet, probably similar to the fucking play field that's going to fall into the cabinet. Uh, just home pin is a fucking mess. This is Spinal Tap is a fucking mess of a game. It's not a theme that I give two shits about. Um, so thankfully... Uh, it's not something that's a grail for me, but that game looks pretty atrocious. And the trailer, uh, my reaction to the trailer was a big smile because that was a damn mess too. I, I really don't yeah, have that, much else to that, say. That's, no, I, I don't want to spend a lot of time on it. The trailer is probably the worst trailer I can really think of ever seen in pinball. <sighs> From an established manufacturer in particular, I I think the Pinball Adventures trailer was a lot a lot better than this one. Mm. At least I got some shots of the playfield. Tough to call uh, there. 
I, uh, with Spinal Tap, I, it felt like they were, they decided to try and do something kind of inspired by the 90s, like over sexualized trailers, but at least those still showed the game. Mm hmm. Somebody and told I, me that they, one of my friends went to the Pinball Hall of Fame uh, in, in Vegas this last, a couple weeks ago, and they said both were on display there. The This is Final Tap and their previous game, Thunderbirds. They said they played both, and believe it or not, Thunderbirds, as shitty as it is, still played better than this is Spinal Tap. I, uh, on the, wow. on the pin side thread for Spinal Tap, I saw, I, it may have been two people say that they, they agree agree that thunderbirds is a better game and here's the problem uh here's the thing where we're we're the the problem home pin has versus something like pinball adventures so this is home pin's sophomore game Mm -hmm. uh setting aside like the you know weird like uh they like did some custom one for a car company or something but so you know this is their second major effort the first effort broadly speaking was so disliked that they already had a bad reputation for build quality and game and game quality uh, the only redeeming factor has been that it was yet again another license. Homepin actually did start with licensing, just wasn't a license that was big in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, but they they have, I think, by almost any interpretation, have a better light worldwide license this time with Spinal Tap. I still don't think it's a great license, but it's a much better license. But given their their reputation from the last game, coupled with on Thunderbirds, they priced under Stern Pro. Spinal Tap was not competitively priced. Mm-hmm. It was priced pretty That's a really high. Good point. And so given that they want so much more money for the game and they have a really bad reputation for what they made out of Thunderbirds. I mean, there are some people who like Thunderbirds, but it's not very many. Mm. And then you see these review reactions, like when they brought it to that show in where it was in Perth, where it was first shown off, it, there were so many problems. Uh, all that coupled with the fact that Mike, the owner of Homepin, is... And I, I don't know him personally, so I'll just let me just say that the reputation I have been told of is that he is unlikable. That's sweet. Well, I'm not, you know, I don't know him. I'm not passing a judgment on him personally. Mm-hmm. But but if you don't like the people behind the company, yeah, you don't cool. like the quality of the product. The product isn't the cheapest on the market, even though it might be one of the worst built on the market. And it's seen as an inferior effort versus the prior game, which last I looked was the lowest rated on Pinside mm. um, for for solid state games. Uh, I think this is their last game. I, the last one should have been their last. No, they'll well, keep going. They still had they're a lot of like pre-orders going. and stuff. They they still sold more Thunderbirds than I think you might realize that they did. Okay. But, but Didn't I they think have, I, they were planning on. I think this is it. I the think this Chinese is, I, zombies. What was it? What was that? Yes, there was a raid, but that that game's not happening anymore. And then, so between them and Chinese, because they moved zombies, from China to Taiwan for the production, and it, and but, yeah, and I know Taiwan and, is is like ethnic Chinese, but yeah, between anyway. that and yeah. between Pinball Adventures Sushi, a eh? I don't know which. One. <laughs> well, and don't forget about Turner Pinball's oh, what Ninja shit. Eclipse. Ninja Apocalypse. I always want to call it Ninja Apocalypse, but that's like the mode in Deadpool. It's Ninja Eclipse. Ninja Eclipse. I, I, you know, I don't, I don't. It's it's interesting. I mean, what is going on? There was on? a time when like pirates and ninjas were really, really big. So I mean, maybe that's where some. Again, yeah, I get it in the, in the unlicensed. Space. <laughs> okay, well, I get it in the unlicensed space. You're like, what's cool? And you're thinking still in like this arcade mode. Like, what's going to be cool in our arcade? Well, ninja games are big. Like Ninja Gaiden and. 
and, uh, and more Ninja Gaiden. <laughs> I don't know what else. What about, to what about uh, no? There was a there was a was it Shinmu or what was the game? A stealthy game that's like hit me and walked around <laughs> and you were the ninja. Wasn't that a, that was a thing? It wasn't Shinmu? That was a Sega gaming. Uh, yeah, there, there are other okay. ones. I'm just not I'm not remembering the names, but. Yeah, I, it's, you know, it's these sort of things. It's just, again, you know, we've talked about a lot about unlicensed. I think if you, if you're really committed and you know, for sure, like you're ready to try and make a lot of sales and stuff that a license makes sense. I, I do kind of get the idea of starting with an unlicensed to sort of prove your production. And then you do like what Haggis did and be like, okay, now we're going to pivot. And in their case, they're still arguably playing it quite safe because they pivoted to doing remakes. But um, Dennis, but those are being very well received. So very much like at TPF, I was explaining to people when I saw that that uh, center tank feature on GTF, and and mostly that that uh, the pop goes the Nordman three thousand that that three uh, D printed robot that pops out of the tank. I said to people, you know, look in engineering nowadays and in technology innovation, there there's there's three D printing, you know, there's three D printing. And I glance over at GTF and I said, and then there's, there's 3D printing. And akin to that, I will say about Punny Factory, there's original themes and, oh, and then there's, there's original themes. We got to stop talking about original themes as a group all in of itself, because to me, there are levels of that. I will give, I'll give Ninja a pocket or Ninja Eclipse you know, that theming is different to me than Punny Factory, is different to me than, you know, uh, a whirlwind. Uh, so there are levels, just like there are there are licenses like, this is Spinal Tap? There are licenses like, you know, Johnny Mnemonic. Well, sure. And, and we also need to specify, there's also a big difference between when we're just talking about licensed and unlicensed. And so unlicensed and unlicensed original. Okay, yes. So, because American Pinball, for example, uh, Houdini, unlicensed, but not original. That's Correct. an un, it's unlicensed, non-original theme, which made a lot of sense. That's what, like, I remember when I heard about Wraths of Olymp- Wrath of Olympus, and I thought, mm-hmm. at the time when that was first coming out, they were trying to see if there were 100 potential buyers, if I recall, and they, they didn't get to that level, so they didn't build it. Um, it was, oh, I thought it was a really smart play in the sense of, oh, okay, I, I see these, you know, upstarts, they don't have the funding or knowledge on how to secure a license, but you do something everyone knows, mm-hmm. Greek gods. And yeah. at least then there's a touchstone Legends to of it. Valhalla, yeah. yeah. Sure. Same, same with Legends of Valhalla. Yeah, there's a touchstone to it. So Houdini, touchstone to it. Oktoberfest, I thought it was a horrible pick, but there was a touchstone to it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And when you do something like Punny Factory, okay, people know what puns are. But do you have a touchstone to it? I don't know. I guess we'll see when if people like if they're like masters of the dad joke who who are like, I need a game that personifies how I live my life one dad joke at a time. Yeah, but the matter uh, maybe, of that is those that like puns like puns because they're fucking stupid. Like that's mm-hmm. the that's the thing. This isn't well this isn't and a again, that, thing, but you, you brought it with like with like GTF. Yes. Remember, like we were so confused about so much that they were doing and and so they turned the camp up to eleven. Was that too far? Does the knob too far on that? Because uh maybe it is. Mm. I mean it, to me it's not just that the like the acting and, and the and the stuff and the concept is is campy because it is. That is a you know, the whole the whole cacophony of GTF with the 50s retro style art, but it's got dubstep when you play the game. 
and these like double entendres uh, in the in the humor lines is like those things don't all align in terms of like there's an anachronistic element to it. Like the timelines don't align mm-hmm. up. It's like Christopher Nolan has warmed his way in <laughs> and twisted this into some weird thing. And I think for some people that's going to be really cool, but I don't think that it necessarily will be for most people. And so I wonder if they went went too far. You know what? If someone is willing to buy the Punny Factory and retheme it totally up and down to a Matthew McConaughey themed pinball machine, I will purchase it. Guaranteed. I'll ride, I'll ride, I'll ride. It'll cost a lot of money, which will make the Screaming Goat Club from the pinball show supporting Patreon members seem like they have gotten a deal. We want to give some personal shout outs to those who have graced us with what we are calling the starting lineup of the Screaming Goat Club, Dennis, we got to give these people some love. Yes, that was what was one of the conditions, and I, you know, I didn't think anyone would pick this category. I was like, uh, you know, I see a lot of people have these sort of aspirational categories, and I thought no one's gonna. Yeah, I, mean, I, 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 I know it. there's a I know there's a polo shirt, but I mean, I know, you didn't yeah. you didn't say it was going to be silk. The, so. the, 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 the polo shirt is, that's just kind of, you know. The, Do people still wear silk shirts or is that to 1982? It'll be I back. It'll be back. I think I just wore a silk Hawaiian shirt on vacation a couple, about a year ago uh, with a mustache, remember? See, that was the irony again. That was the, uh, the Screaming Goat Club. I want to I give a, we got to give shout outs to these people because I knew that they were going to be supporters uh, at the Screaming Goat level. Not only that, there will be additional supporters because it's not for the damn polo shirt. It's the information. It's the, now the you said you're going to get, the, they're going to get like nicknames. Oh yes. We just said we were going to give them a shout out, but here's yes. the pinball show. We want to do, that's what we do. We, we don't just say, Hey, thanks Rob a, uh, for the support. Hey, thanks, Colin A, for the support. Come on, that's freaking lame. We're going to do what the pinball show does, and that is we're going to nicknameify these sons of bitches. We're going to have fun with it. So our first shout-out in the starting... It should be like a starting lineup. Your starting starting lineup lineup for the Pinball pinball Show. show. Featuring Rob Rob A. A. Rob A, thank you for the support. We are going to deem Rob A from this period forward as the Panther. (laughs) Scary. (laughs) Meow. So welcome to the club, Rob A, or should I say the Panther. (sighs) What was the name of the cologne in the... (laughs) And Sex Panther. <laughs> Sex Panther, right? Yeah, yeah. It's called Sex Panther by Odeon. It's illegal in nine countries. Yep. It's made with bits of real panther. So you know it's good. It's quite pungent. Oh, yeah. Ooh, it's a formidable scent. It stings the nostrils. In a good way. Yeah. Brian, I'm going to be honest with you. That smells like pure gasoline. They've done studies, you know. 60% of the time, it works every time. Smell like Bigfoot's dick! <laughs> Rob A. 60% of the time, he works every time. Oh my gosh. Smells like a diaper filled with Indian food. <laughs> you know, desire smells like that to some people. What is that? It smells like a turd covered in burnt hair. Oh, sorry about that, Rob, but you're the panther, baby. There's nothing sexier than a panther. 
Uh, also, thank you for joining the Screaming Goat Club, Colin A, or should we refer to him just as the kineticist? Now, this has some meaning to it because uh, Colin runs the online blogish pinball mm. thing, the kineticist. Okay. Yeah, and it's a really mm. cool. You guys, uh, you guys have to go check out the kineticist. Follow it. Uh, and but they had something recently. It was like, take this quiz and see which pinball manufacturer you are. Uh, I see those on Facebook sometimes, those sort of quizzes where they're like, you know, find out your spirit animal. Or- That's right. And th- so they have a lot of even in-depth um, articles. I-, I haven't done that one because I'm afraid it's going to tell me that I am home pin. Oh, no. I am the podcast. But over at Kineticist, they have pinball news. They, they have uh, what is exclusive to their site called the Pinball Hype Index, where they track the theme hypes and they put a percentage or a grade on a ah. ranking system on which pinball themes have the most hype or discussed where to play pinball their recent articles tracking the evolution of sternpinball.com from 2000 to today they've got ranked the 20 best pinball machines of the 2000s they've got the top 10 horror themed pinball machines fans are dying to see uh, an article on the rare pinball files a deep dive on hankins empire strikes back so a lot of cool stuff over there trending themes right now is Back to the Future, Venom, Harry Potter, Big Trouble, Little China, Fifth Element, Jaws, Evil Dead, Top Gun, Beastie Boys, Warriors. Awesome stuff. As well as featured pinball state guides. A lot of cool stuff over at the Kineticist, but I was like, what freaking, we'll call him the Kineticist. That's awesome enough. What the hell sound does a Kineticist? I looked up Kineticist Dennis and was, you probably know, I had no clue. It's kind of like an alchemy thing of like the magic, the gathering of elements and shit like that. You're a wizard, Kinetti. I cast magic missile. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's the kineticist. Welcome to the club. Oh, we can't forget uh, Frankie F. Frank F., thanks for joining the Screaming Goat Club. Or should I... Frank Frank F. sounds like a falcon. So we're going with the very fast uh, and deadly falcon. And who doesn't love hearing falcons? I'm kind of annoying there. <laughs> Uh, so Frankie sorry for the annoying <laughs> the annoying animal that you got picked with uh, you're probably not annoying in real life should have called you the ghost I have a hard time looking up information on Frank F uh, but the Falcon welcome to the club the Falcon we can't forget the one that only people know this guy it's, it's Joe F and maybe I give it away uh, by his nickname because around these parts we just call him the Fox what does the fox say? What the fox say? Yes, you're right. <laughs> and right now, Joe Fox is rolling his eyes and is questioning being a part of the Screaming Goat Club. I'm sorry, Fox. Love you. But we're definitely going to pull that up every time we talk about you now. Another introduction and thank you to the Screaming Goat Club is David V. David V. I had no clue what to designate David V. So this one might change over time. But I really like the idea of something that maybe is not animal-like. Something more pinball related. So David V for now is going to be known as the shaker. <laughs> the, like the shaker motor. <laughs> Essential. Essential the red, trim- red trimmer? No, no, God, no. That would be this one. 
No, God. It's going to break the seams in your cabinet. No. He's not the red trimmer. He's the OEM stern shaker motor. Congratulations, <laughs> OEM stern shaker motor. Get ring to it. <laughs> Josh rolls off the top. Oh, man. Oh, we love you, David. Thanks for thanks for being a part of the, the VIP Screaming Goat Club. Just wait. It gets better. Your polo shirt's going to be coming in a couple months. And we can't forget our last member for now until this week when you guys sign up to the Screaming Goat Club or upgrade. You can upgrade. We had somebody upgrade from an official member to become a Nordman level. Uh, and the person that did that, ironically, was the they, they gave us the idea for nicknames and such uh, here. So thank you so much, uh, Jeff, out there to, that did that. But uh, you can upgrade from Nordman or from the official club member to be a Screaming Goat Club. But our last member is one, uh, one that I... I love this guy because we hang out at TPF every year. To you, he's going to be known as Charlie B. Charlie B. And Charlie B is known as, he's not an animal. He's hes more of a, an item than he is a living beast. Another another pinball part. He's not and a pinball back, part either. We go well, back in time. Yeah, I guess he is. He's known as simply the bell. People are like, why would you do that to this man? Well, because it's because his last name's Bell. Okay, people, it's Charles Bell. Jeez, Char- sorry, Charlie. The Bell. Why? How? How can we not go with the Bell? Ding, 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 ding. All kinds of bells out in the world, though, Dennis. My favorite Bell. Let's see if you can name this film. No, I didn't recognize it. Listeners out there know that ominous Bell from one of the greatest comedy films of all time, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Welcome to the club, Charlie B, and your most ominous bell. Um, so that's your starting lineup for the Pinball Show Screaming Goat Club. Genuinely and sincerely, thank you for that support. It's uh, it's unbelievable that you would be so kind and gracious to uh, to support us in that manner and to continue doing so in the future. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And I'm interested in speaking with some of these people um, on an on an actual show in the future. And how they feel about their designated yeah. animals or items. <laughs> how they feel about being an OEM stir shaker. Sorry. Oh, he's gonna kill me. Also, a reminder that this Wednesday we're gonna be having our very own pinball show live Zoom hangout at 8 p.m. Central. I think isn't it 8 p.m. Central, Dennis? Yep. Yep. For those that are part of the pinball show, Screaming Goat Club and the Nordman levels on Patreon. Again, as a reminder, if you want to sign up, you can sign up like right now and still jump in on that Wednesday Wednesday live Zoom by signing up at least to the second or third tier on Patreon. That's at Patreon.com/slash the pinball show. And before we close down the show, we got to give you what you've been waiting for. The thing that may or may not end up behind a paywall someday, and that is called Pinball Market Trends! <laughs> OEM Stern Shaker Edition! <laughs> Where's my falcon at? See? Oh, man. Yes. <laughs> Turning up this week is because objectively, numbers don't lie. We only report the facts, and it's the pinball show. It's us, Dennis. Everybody's been talking about us, mostly in a really derogatory and poor manner. But you know what? If it bleeds, it leads. <laughs> bye, bye, bye. So yeah, we're we're trending up right now, and it's for that it's and it's polo shirts are trending up too. It's the cool thing. People call it, talk about cargo shorts. No. 
they're fixated upon anything we create right you know, now. We're creating that's interesting though, Zach. Hype. I can't believe that we haven't had a single pinball podcast not come out with cargo short swag where they've got their logo emblazoned all over like the 30 pockets. Oh, and for so many listeners right now, uh, like an inside joke to the listeners here that just goes over Dennis's head in the greatest way possible is him even suggesting that. I fucking love you, Dennis Creasel. Yeah, and it's the polo shirt. I wear you wear, I wear polo shirts. I actually I do yeah. uh, uh, for work a lot. As we're getting older, we need a little collar around. <laughs> also trending up this week, objectively, it's Star Trek by Stern Pinball. Are you out of your fucking mind? Where, where in the world did this thing come from? This game is what I would consider hashtag the glorious time of 2013 uh, old news but it is shooting up the Pinside top 100 list and it's it's up to number six all of a sudden flowiest flow game that ever flowed i'm gonna attribute it you you guys know what i say uh, things happen for a reason because the market extends past pinball it goes into pop culture and what is tickling us right now it is nothing uh, more picard. than picard picard they just wrapped it up that's right. So season three was so much, so much better I've than heard season great one. Things. And I had someone—I won't name them because—but uh, they—they are a TPN member who messaged okay. me. Hated season three. Hated it. Wow, that's not. I, I think I finally just had to say you are just wrong because he was wow. like, "Why has it got like a ninety-six percent Rotten Tomatoes rating?" Because like, you are just wrong. Mm -hmm. It is. It was a very, very good season. I've heard such great things, and I, that's what I was when I was looking at this rising ranking i thought where in the hell is that ah mm -hmm. picard does it star trek pro from stern pinball still holding very well price wise on the secondary market around fifty five hundred to six thousand dollars so uh i think that's pretty high for the 2013 time in which it uh, was released yeah same yeah as, i mean it used to trade quite a bit less yeah same as the star trek le's uh, star trek le's it's still holding that ten to eleven five, eleven thousand five hundred value on a on a Star Trek LE. That's that is rather impressive, uh, considering some of the LEs from the LCD era have dropped below that valuation. It's because of the lasers. The lasers do help. The mirrored back glass is beautiful. The potatoes. Don't forget <laughs> yeah, tater asteroids. Yeah. Tateroids. And it has arguably one of the top three shots in all of pinball history, and that is the side repeatable warp ramp. Warp 9.1. Mm. 9.2. 9.2. 9.3. Yeah, it's good stuff, and that's why it's trending up. All trending up this week is the Tokyo Neon sign by Stumblor. Woo! It won a Twippy this year for the best mod, and rightfully so. Not only is this thing beautiful, that he has sold a bajillion of them, but he recently announced, oh, Stumblor over there, recently announced a discontinuation of this mod. And you guys know what happens when they stop making a mod as highly sought after as this. Prices go up, baby. I'm only reporting the facts here, and you're going to see in the next six months, 12 months, I would say two years from now, that mod alone will double in value if not higher oh baby hopefully you guys stockpiled some the tokyo neon sign mod and the follow-up the noodle mod the noodle building mod is gonna be killer i get the ufo mod oh stumbler can do no wrong right now he's training up as one of the hottest modders in the entire pinball industry what's the noodle mod it's the new 
It's a noodle 3D building mod. So, oh, yeah. okay. When you said it, I just thought of those pool noodles, and I thought that doesn't <laughs> fit. Slap each Godzilla, other. bunch of pool noodles, wacky waving pool noodle <laughs> guy. No, it's a. And you know what, Stumbler is really cool and known for. He's creating and able to tap into. He's the one that's helping another creator tap into making that dead post mod for Foo Fighters. Okay, tapping I, okay. into the spike system. Mm. Mm. So yeah, a lot of his mods interact with one another as well okay i don't have any of his mods so interesting but yeah even stumbler stuff you buy and you can integrate into that board system so the lighting integrates with one another so the building mod's going to integrate with the ufo which integrate with the back glass mod which integrates with the tokyo neon sign mod so it can and to the post mods oh my god so it can it can send lighting signals to choreograph throughout all of the different mods that's genius sounds a bit like skynet <laughs> All's training up this week because it has to. It's the Super Mario Brothers movie. Let's go. I'm the best. And look, Chris Pratt did not do a bad job like all you all thought he was going to. That's my boy, Chris Pratt. Love him. He's the he's the, the, the Everman's Harrison Ford. He's the new, new age Harrison Ford. He's lovely. What a lovely, wonderful actor. Mm, I love Star-Lord saving the day. Yeah, you know great. what? It was fantastic. Oh, because Seth Rogen mm. Donkey Kong chuckles are really appropriate. Okay. <laughs> the super... I wanted just to see Donkey Kong smoke a blunt. <laughs> super Mario Brothers Disney movie may not awesome. like that. It's so good. It was, what a, what a, it's of course not going to be film of the year, uh, but... Boy, the nostalgia and the charm of that, and just the animation—it was—it was up there with Croods too. I'm gonna, you heard it here. It was up there with Croods too. Damn, it's so good. Unfortunately, not all can be Rainbow Roads here. You see what I did there, Dennis? Mm, uh, trending yes. down this week. It's a, a general trending down right now. We are seeing seeing a general trending down in the marketplace and in, in the secondary market, especially on uh, on pinball machines. The value of pinball machines. I am attributing this to a seasonal dip that oftentimes we see coming into the summer out of the spring. Now we're still in the spring of things. I get that, but but you're going to see that that seasonal dip probably still continue to trend over the next month or two. So don't be alarmed by the evaluation of your pin prices going down little bit i think this is a seasonal dip we have seen this, you, a similar dip uh in last was it last fall last summer fall we've seen that um, well do you not in this case think that perhaps a portion of it maybe that a large quantity of people given all the new pinball machines that are coming up are, are just putting their games on the market to make space for the new games absolutely. and so because they're you know a half dozen to choose from, it's just more people than normal. Yep. So because you're seeing that. Yeah. If you didn't like Foo, maybe you liked Godfather, and you didn't like Godfather, maybe you liked Scooby, and it just as we like, were saying in the past, so the it's hard not flooded. to like something out of the, all the new releases. Yeah, so. I, I I mean you maybe you shouldn't be in pinball if you couldn't like any of it. That's right. And uh, and we are and for those that are interested in the community aspect of this industry and then this hobby, uh, we tend to. Uh, group think sometimes, whether it's conscious or subconscious. And even if it's a slight, a quasi group thing, um, a lot of people think, you know what, damn it, I need a new pinball machine now too. My friends are getting them. I'm get so yeah, you'll see more on the secondary market. It's so much to choose from right now. So yeah, we're seeing in general a seasonal dip uh, and I guess a contextual dip uh, at the same time. So prices are going down, which is good for you guys. Some of you want to, you know, 
take to the cruise lines on the summer. Some of you want to play baseball and get out and garden. I know Dennis is a big gardener. Uh, so maybe you want to you know, buy their pinball machines when they go to sell them. Aren't you about to sell Buck Rogers or something? I'm thinking I'll I'll end up listing that one once I get another uh, project coming in here soon. Hmm. It's probably it's the one I play the least, and I absolutely hate working in the yard. <laughs> but I did have to yesterday cut down a bunch of plants. Oh, so. do you need thistles? I I try and spray thistles. They are a noxious weed; must be destroyed. <laughs> my name is Book, and I like to, to pinball. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just waiting for uh, CGC to go ahead and, and team up and do all yes. the Quentin movies. What was it, the five-finger death punch? Or what was it, one-finger death punch? Or It was a five-finger death punch because there's a band yeah, named right. for that move. She's such a badass. Deal of the week this bye, week. Bye, bye. Oh, we got a deal of the week. How about that? Go to Pinside right now and check it out. It's for a Ghostbusters premium. And it is It's $15,000. It's not a deal of the what the F. No, this is a deal of the week because... The individual I can vouch for, the individual that is selling that, he goes by CSCMTP. Rolls really right off the tongue there, Chris. Uh, but the selling a Ghostbusters premium and all the proceeds, the entirety is going to charity. 100% all the proceeds going to charity. He gives a background as to why he's decided to do that. Uh, and I believe it's going uh, overseas, I think. Looks like he's going to Uganda, uh, drilling wells, building houses, and handing out food and clothes for those in need. So uh, you can check out the details on Pinside under the thread for sale Ghostbusters Premium. I thought it was great because it's $15,000. All of that's going to this good fund. And then our friend of the show, Matt Morrison, um, who didn't even list their name because he's humble and freaking awesome, on Pinside, he went in to uh, this and said, you know what? I'm going to give the following items as part of the whoever's going to buy this Ghostbusters. Uh, he's giving away a Willy Wonka Playfield, a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Translite, an Avengers Infinity Quest Translite, a Chris Franchi Jaws Translite with the, uh, the white lit frames, uh, the illuminated lit frames, and a Dokebi pinball shirt and hoodie. So that's like another $1,000 worth of stuff that is included uh, with the purchase of this Ghostbusters premium. I thought about buying the damn thing. I was like, oh man. So that's awesome. So that is the deal of the week. Go purchase that and uh, enjoy a Ghostbusters too. I still don't have my Spider-Man vault. Somebody bring me one of those. I just don't want to ship anything. If you got a Spider-Man vault, I want it. I needs it. Come on. I don't know why I want it actually. But as always, I'm just here to report the facts because there's nothing more popular than numbers and them bitches don't lie. On pinball market trends. <laughs> Dennis, thanks for uh, doing a show with me today. I had, oh, good. I had a swell time. The swellification was Would you ever, would you ever go on a cruise with me? No. Disney cruise? No. I don't ever want to go on a cruise, period. <sighs> what if it was an Alaskan cruise? No, I would just go into Alaska, out into the bush. <laughs> like I have multiple times. Have you ever grown a beard? Not like a big, huge one. Oh, I want to see a Dennis no. Creasel with burly beard no. in the snow. Nope. On a little bit of chicken finger sauce, <laughs> drivel onto your chin, and you <sighs> not know it's there. <laughs> so mean. No, I'm not mean. That's more sensual than anything. Do you not do a chicken finger sauce when you go to like Zaxby's and stuff? No, I usually eat them naked. What? You're supposed to enjoy the chicken. If I wanted to eat sauce, I would be a weirdo. Fucking seven? What is that? No ketchup? <laughs> you're saying seven, and then you bring up ketchup. 
Yeah, like the child you are putting it on a hot dog. Touche, my condiment friend. Where can people catch you? Well, they can always email me, eclecticgamerspodcast at gmail.com, because I regularly check those emails. Uh, You can reach us at thepinballshow at gmail.com. Email us there. Join our Patreon at patreon.com slash thepinballshow. Truthfully, it's just a shitload of fun, uh, and the support is very well received and appreciated. And you can come on Discord and hang out with us and and, uh, hang out meetings on Zoom and all kinds of cool stuff. Don't be a Bowser. (laughs) See somebody get pissed about that. Or if I want to be a fucking thorned Bowser. (laughs) Don't be a Bowser. Be a Mario. It's a me. (laughs) Patreon club members. (laughs) That's terrible. (laughs) That was my Pratt impression of Mario. (laughs) Oh, the Pinball Show Facebook, TikTok, Discord. Go to the Facebook page. We're going to start boosting that up as well. we got a YouTube channel. Uh, Straight Down the Middle video series. Greg just te- texted me today and said he's ready to record some more. And I've got uh, we've got a, a really cool top 10 or two um, coming up as well as a review. Or go to Flipping Out Pinball and Buy a Pinball Machine. New, used, buy some mods. Help support me and Nicole over there with our distribution company. Product showcase this week is Pony Factory pre-order. No, <laughs> Oh, honestly, I don't think I'm selling. I probably won't after this episode, uh, but uh, I don't think we're selling those. I, I need to see what, what that game is all about. Uh, the product showcase this week, Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin. I think I've got one premium left new in the box, uh, a couple pros left in the box, or if you guys are local-ish, drive down. I've got a like-new premium. I've got it underpriced right now. It's got the topper. It's got the armor. It's got the shooter rod. It's got the expression lighting. I'm going to tell you what. Uh, I may have uh, underappreciated that game a little bit. Uh, I may have underappreciated. There was a new release right now that a lot of people are loving that me and my buddy were playing the other night. And I was like, honestly, I might take this Led Zeppelin over that. <sighs> underappreciated airport modes. You heard that, Ray Day? Mm-hmm. You fucking heard that. Mm-hmm. You know what? Push comes to shove. Give me Led Zeppelin over Rush. Oh, shit. I said it. Fine. I said it. Is that crazy? It is crazy. You can buy all kinds of games over at Flipping Out Pinball, whether it's James Bond Pro, Premium, uh, the 60th Anniversary Edition, Alien, LV. I've got them. We've got uh, Jurassic Park Home Edition, Star Wars Home Editions, Oktoberfest Deluxes. You want to order a GTF? We can do that for you. we got Ultraman new in box. We've got Halloween new in box. Toy Story 4 new in box, baby. We've got a bunch of pre-owned games, Mandalorian Premiums. I think we're out of Turtles now. Uh, We do have Rush in stock, Pro. We've got banners, we've got accessories, we've got shooter rods, we've got golden tees. I'm getting low on golden tees. If you want to order a queen, you can order it. Godfather, we've got it in stock. Foo Fighters, we can get to order in for you. Flipping out with friends, go check that out. It's on YouTube. Joel either streams or he flips out with friends and does a kind of video podcast. Uh, the last one was with Dennis Creasel, Hottie, and Mike. So go check that out. Check out the Pinball Network. We're hosted by them. They got a lot of cool podcasts, a lot of cool streams. Go check them out. Follow, like, and subscribe. Is that Den- Den- I think it's it. Fuck. Tired. So sleepy. And if you haven't yet, right now, go check out the exclusive content where we cover everything that is Back to the Future Pinball, Super Mario Pinball, and the Goonies Pinball. 
Pimple. Ooh, good stuff. And for Dennis Creasel, I'm Zach Minnie. And folks, I say remember to always think about how you are impacting the hobby. Be an OEM stern shaker motor. You should be adding enjoyment and texture to the overall hobby experience, not ripping it apart. And always practice safe pinball. And personal shout out and thank you to Derek for the kind birthday gift this last week. It was my birthday, Dennis. Mm. 39. Mm. Still not 40. Okay. Each understand I'm on the love you tell the very end. Peaches, 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 peaches. Kamek is the name. Old yet powerful Magna Koopa. And who did that? Kevin Michael Richardson. I don't I know him. Okay. We played Jabba the Hutt and something. Hey, I sold my uh, Freddy. No, oh, I saw that listed online. Oh. I kind of had a soft spot. I liked that game. It was. Uh, I got through it after the second game I played, but it was no, just like Toy Story Four. Oh, it was good though. It was. It's pretty immersive. Yeah, mm, I, I have. Uh, I don't think I've ever played it. You're not really missing anything, but well, just the theming and the sounds. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. I liked it. Wow, well, thanks, Craig, for all those updates. He didn't give one this week. Oh, shit, I forgot already. <laughs> <laughs> Patreon Damn only. it, Craig. He's like, Zach's all I want to sit here explaining to you what he was in Houston for, you dipshit. I'm like, well, I'm sorry. I'm still, I'm still recovering from, <laughs> from the fanboy. Jesus Christ. All right, let me, re- let me rewind that. Right. <clears throat> okay. Thanks for nothing, Craig. <laughs> A lot of... Oh, no, can't make that joke. Love really makes a guy come out of his shell.